Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, October the 12th, and uh, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, brothers and sisters, I wish you my love and my grace, God's grace, even more importantly than mine. I wish you God's grace, God's goodness, God's beauty uh, surrounding you this day. Uh, I'm grateful. Thanks for being with today to break open God's word. Uh, Just a little note before we do that. Uh, Yesterday, as I was uploading the podcast after I'd already done, I noticed that it was the 400th episode. And I'm like, wow, that is amazing. You know, I started this podcast back in March of 2020 uh, as the pandemic just uh, began hitting the United States as a way to reach out to those uh, brothers and sisters in our three parishes here uh, to continue to invite them to hear the gospel. And uh, here I am, 400 episodes later, still doing it and reaching people as far away as uh, Taiwan and uh, Australia and Russia, and how wonderful that is. So uh, I wish you God's God's goodness today, my friends, uh, because you know what? God's word is true wherever we hear it, right? Um, and we all need to, to just sit with that, and, and that's really the most important thing. So today, we're continuing through uh, Luke's gospel, of course, uh, Luke chapter 11. We uh, will pick up almost immediately from where we left off yesterday. Uh, It will be a a few verses later, but it's another short gospel, kind of like yesterday's. So if you want to follow along, it's Luke 11, 37 to 41. All right, let's break open God's word and see what God has for us today through Luke's writing. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. After Jesus had spoken, a Pharisee invited him to dine at his home. He entered and reclined at table to eat. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not observe the prescribed washing before the meal. The Lord said to him, O you Pharisees, although you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, inside you are filled with plunder and evil. You fools! Did not the maker of the outside also make the inside? But as to what is within, give alms, and behold, everything will be clean for you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, yesterday, just to kind of set the scene, remember we uh, Jesus was speaking to the crowd. He was speaking on Saturday. And, and a gal uh, shouted out, blessed is the womb that bore you and the, and the nurse and the breast that nursed you. And then even more crowd came and Jesus talked about, you know, uh, the, the people of Nineveh, right? And the queen of the south, that, that they're going to rise up and, uh, and speak against this generation because the people of Nineveh, when they heard the, the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And when the queen of the south, she, she came all that way to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Something greater is here because the people didn't believe they were asking for signs because they knew something was going on, but it wasn't coming in a way that they expected. You know, as God always does come new, right? And we talked about that last week, that we have to be open. We have to be open to God in new ways 
because God doesn't just come in old ways. He invites us into that process of faith and trust now, this generation, you and I. And that's where we have to, uh, to continue to discern what is of God and what is, of, what is not. No, we don't do that individually. We know that. We have the, the help of the church and the help of Scripture and, and the help of, of the Holy Spirit, you know, but, um, but we have to continue to do that. So that sets the stage for today. So he's done speaking, and a Pharisee invites him to dine at his home. Again, that's an act of welcoming. That's an act of hospitality. That's an act of unity. So there's beauty in this. So, you know, it's easy, I think, to paint these Pharisees in large, uh, you know, brushstrokes that say, ah, they were all one and the same. Well, we know they weren't because Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea and others, you know, uh, were, were good, were good people really seeking with integrity uh, a pure heart and, and the, the trying to understand Jesus and who he was at the time. So here's a Pharisee who's inviting him to, his, to, to recline a table. Again, that shows that unity uh, and that desire for unity there. But then he was amazed to see that Jesus didn't observe the prescribed washing before the meal. Now, what is that? You may be thinking, Joe, what, what, what did they do? Remember that the, uh, the, the Jewish people of the day took the commandments. And, and those weren't just the ten, but they were, there were others. I mean, if you read the law, and that's the first five books of, of the Scripture, particularly, you know, Exodus, Deuteronomy. You're going to get a lot of commandments out of there. There was a lot in Leviticus as well. And then they took those, and then they built a whole system of how to live around those laws and commandments and, and came up with 613 laws, you know, by which you would live. Well, one of those was how to wash before the meal. And you started, brothers and sisters, by washing the fingertips. You know, you may have seen it in movies. You know, I, I think of The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh, or uh, or um, what was the one that, uh, not just The Last Temptation, that's not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of the one by Mel Gibson, um, The Passion of the Christ. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, eventually I'll get there. Uh, but you may have seen in there that, that the water pours over the fingertips first, then it moves to the fingers, and then it moves to the wrist. That that was a ritual purification before the meal, and then it does the opposite way. It goes from the wrist, then back to the fingers, and back to the fingertips. And, uh, and so that was just a ritual way to enter into this meal. Now, Jesus didn't do that at this particular meal. I don't think Jesus had anything against that law, brothers and sisters. I think that's important that we know that. I don't think Jesus was saying, ah, the law doesn't mean anything. Just throw the law out and live as you want. I, I don't think that's what Jesus is saying at all. And, and so anybody that's going to say that, I, I think we have to slow down. Um, but at this gospel, Jesus did not do that at this table. And the Pharisee was amazed to see that. And Jesus uses that image of washing. And it's such a good image, right? It, it, because it, it takes us right to what he's talking about. Oh, you Pharisees, although you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, inside you are filled with plunder and evil. You fools. Did not the maker of the outside also make the inside? But as to what is within, give alms, and behold, everything will be clean for you. You know, I... I I'm sure you do this too. You wash your dishes at night. You know, we have a dishwasher and we have pots and pans and all those things. Can you imagine 
only washing the outside of the dishes and not the inside. How would you like to take that pan out the next time and use it, right? Or how would you like to take that bowl out for soup or, or cereal or, or whatever you're going to have? You know, it, it would be awful, right? Of course it would be. And, and Jesus uses this wonderful image to get us in there. And of course, and you know this already, he's not talking about dishes. He's talking about human beings. And he's talking about the masks we wear. And he's talking about how we can look calm on the, on the outside. And we can look in control. And we can look um, like we have everything figured out. But inside we can be a mess. We can be anxious. Or, or we can be uh, filled with, with judgment and criticism for other people. Or we could be filled with lust or greed or envy, right? Or we could be filled with anger. Or, or we could just be filled with fear. Isn't that it? Isn't that what fills us a lot? Indecision. And Jesus is saying, my friends, how can we make sure the outside and the inside are the same? That's the journey that not only was he inviting, of course, the Pharisee on, but that he's inviting you and I on. How can we become the same on the outside as we are on the inside? That we don't have to... to put up different masks for different people at different locations, at different times, at different events? How can we be who we are, where we are, how we are? Because I think when we can do that, my friends, when you and I can, can be those people, <clears throat> and, and that takes vulnerability, doesn't it? Because I don't think it means all of a sudden I'm going to walk between the raindrops and, and I'm not going to have any anxiety anymore or any fear, or, or any, you know, of the, the, the other things, those to anger, or, or that judgment, or envy, or whatever it is. I mean, those are going to be there, and it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to share with other people when they say, how are you doing? That I don't just say, I'm doing fantastic, you know. Maybe I, we are that day, praise God. But how do we be able to share, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling frustrated today. Or I'm feeling lonely today. Or I'm feeling um, afraid. Now, granted, we have to be prudent, right? We can't do that to everybody all the time. We have to be judicious with the people that we trust and bring into those worlds. But, but to be able to do that, I think, brings a freedom to us. Because we don't have to play act anymore. Um, not for those who love us. And if they love us, they're going to continue to love us. Uh, because, and, and, and even more so, we're, we're going to trust them and know of their love. And I think ultimately that's what God is inviting us to because I think if we carry these masks around, brothers and sisters, and use them in our communities and with our friends and with our loved ones, you know, it's only another step. It's just a small step to using them with God, right? And God wants our vulnerability. He wants our honesty. He wants our realness because that's the only way he can make us new is when we come before him and say, Lord, like Peter did, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And Jesus says, okay, now we can start working, right? 
Now we can do this because now you know who you are. Because I've known all along, right? And Peter, let me tell you something. From now on, you're going to be catching men and women. You're going to be catching humans. We're going to, we're going to take you away from fish because now you're ready. Now you're ready. Brothers and sisters, I wish this happened only in a day. I wish that we could take this and we would see newness tomorrow, but that's not how it is, is it? When we wash a, a bowl or a cup, yeah, that's easy. We see the cleanliness right away. But that journey of vulnerability with one another and with our God, that journey of being made clean, of taking those masks away that we may have worn for most of our lives, how do we do that in a day? Well, we don't. But it's a step. And as the old Chinese axiom says, the, the journey of a thousand miles, well, it begins with a single step. And then two, and then three. I always talk to my confirmation students when I interview them, and it's wonderful. You know, I sit here and I talk about planting that seed, and that seed is planted at our baptism, but it's, but it's watered at our confirmation, and we have to say yes to that. But what if we only say yes to that on that day of confirmation, right? That's a tragedy. That'd be like only if I say yes to Renee, my wife, on the day of our wedding. How would that marriage be? Well, it'd be awful. We have to continue to say yes. I said, and if we do, that that there's growth there, and I use the image of a plant. And brothers and sisters, you know this. Plants don't, we don't see growth in a day, and day to day. But we see it over time, and we know they do grow. And that's the same with us. We have to trust that the Holy Spirit is involved. We have to trust that our God walks with us in this. And all we have to do every day it's the basis, it's the essence of the spiritual life, my friends. You know it already. But we have to say yes. We have to say, God, continue that growth within me. Continue to help me to be the same person on the outside as I am on the inside. Continue to help me walk in your freedom and vulnerability and humility. But that is who I am. And you already know me. And allow me to be loved, first and foremost, by you, God, in, in this reality and secondarily by those others around me, because then I get to see them love me and know that maybe I'm lovable in the midst of this. And then, by the grace of God and, and God's goodness, and in through my mission and vocation, I get to love other people in their vulnerability and humility. Brothers and sisters, this is what the spiritual journey is about. It's matching the outside and the inside. The Pharisees are no different than you and I. They're no different than people today. How do we do it? You know, and this, this last line, I'm not sure how Jesus says it. Again, most of my life, I've taken it as, but as to what is within, give alms and behold, everything will be clean for you. You know, give alms, and, and that's the way that we help cleanse that, that inner journey. Maybe. And, but I know in other ways, in other places, Jesus says, listen, it's mercy I desire and not sacrifice. Now, that doesn't mean sacrifice isn't important. Of course we have to sacrifice. We have to die to ourselves, just as Jesus did, the ultimate sacrifice, capital U, capital S, right? So that's, that's not to downplay that. But I think the almsgiving comes afterward because it's an outer, an outer reflection of what's going on inside, right? Again, it's matching the outside and the inside. 
So I think Jesus might be saying, hey, don't just rely on almsgiving to cleanse you. I think he might be challenging them actually there. I think ultimately he's saying, hey, change the inside. Change the inside. And you know what? The outside, those actions that you do, they're going to be real. And almsgiving is part of that. And then you'll be cleansed, not because of the almsgiving, but you'll be cleansed by what's going on inside. And that outer almsgiving, that's going to show that cleanliness and that purity. We, uh, you know, what's, what's the, the, the old saying? That we're known uh, by the choices that we make, right? I think that's true. You want to know who a person is? Look at, look at their decisions and choices because that comes from somewhere in there. How can we have the freedom and the courage and the vulnerability of God to match our inside and our outside and begin peeling those masks away and allowing God to do that growth and that work on the inside? It's hard work, but it's the best work and the most important work that you and I will do. Let's pray. We continue, my friends, through these sorrowful mysteries this week. And so we bring those before our God and, uh, and trust. He desires that growth from us even more than you and I do. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Tuesday. Blessings to you. Thanks for being present today to break open God's word with me today. And let's do it again tomorrow, huh? God's peace.